always fired up for you, David. I know. That was that was painful. That felt like I think you've had seven colonoscopies in the past year, <laughs> and now I know how you feel. Are you talking about watching the Browns and the Chiefs? Yes, every time, every time. See, I, you were I, fired up on Twitter. If you've not followed David on Twitter, that you see his true inner self, like his true asshole, comes out on Twitter. Yeah, every time they they get us, you know, within inches, literally, and then it's it. That's it. You know, they were. I don't know. I don't even know. I'm at a loss for words for this. I was not at a loss for words about an hour ago on on Twitter. I've cooled down a little bit. I had some tots. I got some tots in the belly. So, air from did you get air, air from yes yeah. that's the, I almost, dude, i'm telling you it's a trend it's a thing but trends of 2021 i should have put that in my craft beer trend air fried beer i might try it abby's air fried everything you can make like brownies and stuff in it apparently uh yeah listen bacon's good in there kroger rock and roll chicken is kind of my thing with this oh, diet yeah. i'm on that sounds good which, dude, I ain't want to toot my own horn, but I am a little arrogant. I've been killing this diet. I know you're in. That is a size medium shirt. That this is this is eight T. Yeah. If if you tuned into the video broadcast, then you are lucky enough to see a svelte Gary Thomas. That's right. Went to the gym tonight. I ain't got yeah. muscles though. I've never. All right. So in your life, I know you didn't really play sports or. But you have worked out. You you've been at. You had a personal trainer. You still got a personal trainer? I think so. <laughs> no, actually, I I don't know if we did. We talk about this on the show where I hurt my shoulder. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I I take a like two weeks off just because I'm I'm a little gun shy. I had a, a really bad shoulder injury a, a long time ago, but uh, I'm a little gun shy because I know that even like if I say hey I got a sore shoulder like trainers gonna be like all right we're doing. 15 shoulder presses and we're doing uh pull-ups no. and listen if i'm your tra- trainer and you say hey my shoulder's hurting say no more fam we're doing heavy squats today <laughs> yeah no but uh, not not to uh, chicken yeah. air fryer but oh back to what i was gonna ask you i have always been a big dude like that's just my stature from an early age i thinned out I got big, but like I've probably lost 8,000 pounds in my adult life and gained not cumulative. Yeah. <laughs> but so one of the things that this heavy go around in the gym is I've never had biceps. Have you ever, I mean, let's see what kind of guns are you packing? I got like a little bit. You can't really see it there, but I don't know if you can. So we're just gonna I say do. that's the, the that's the off. arm that I hurt. So that one's oh. a little bit better. Yeah, that was a little. A little you're right. You're, you're right-handed though, right? I'm left-handed. That was my left arm. I hurt my. Sorry, I'm left-handed and I hurt my left arm, and it was it was painful for a while. And also, back. I noticed like I'm sh- like my somehow my right arm is stronger than my left arm. Like that's what I open up jars with. That's what I anyway, do. that's I'm trying to get. I want bigger. My triceps have always been good and full. Yeah, my I triceps want, are pretty good. See there. David, stop! You're making me uncomfortable with all this <laughs> sexiness. Next week, no shirts. Either one of us. <laughs> oh, Bert Kreischer. Listen, yeah. I've been. My wife listens to way more podcasts than I do. 
So for 2021, I want, I want to join her because I want, I want to talk to her about what she's interested in and like generally engage her. So I've been listening in the gym in the morning. I'm there about 90 minutes. So usually one good podcast and then some tunes, but I've been on this two bears, one cave kick. And then follow that up with Burt Kreischer's wife's podcast when she had like their whole family on there. Yeah. And you know who is the podcast? The podcast and just feels like two dudes talking, like just two best friends chilling. That's what that podcast is. You know who is the podcast queen is Angie. Every podcast except for one that recommendation she's ever given me has been fantastic. So what was the one that wasn't? I just have not ever been able to get into this American life, which I know that it's probably in the top 10 of, yeah. Top 10 of like most successful podcast slash, you know, radio shows. Also, I wouldn't consider that a podcast. It's a radio show. It's not a podcast. Yeah. I don't know. She's a huge fan, but also she likes uh, Invisibilia or 99% invisible and some other ones. But I, I actually just started, I've been meaning you to told start. me office ladies and I can't, I can't trust her. Cause that podcast yeah. sucks. I've been, I had been meaning to start the podcast, nice white parents forever, which is a, I guess a, a spinoff of cereal. I don't know if you've ever listened to cereal. Um, and oh, I listened to the yeah. first Abby does a whole unit on cereal. Yeah. So New York times, I think purchased, the rights to cereal and from uh, WBZ, I think, but it's, it's a New York times podcast now and the nice white parents. I think this is probably a year plus old. So I'm like, we're like super late to the game, but I listened to the first episode today and really enjoyed it. Um, also, what's the other I, one they did? S town. S town was awesome. I think that that should be a yeah, movie. I do. It was crazy. Yeah. I think that should be a movie. With Zach Galifianakis playing uh, the main character. Yeah. The one that dies. Yeah. No spoilers. Yeah. (laughs) But But we also have some, yeah, we have some friends too that are are kind of more on the independent podcast uh, stream. We've got Ginger and the Beard. They've got a new logo uh, into 2021. It's slick, dude. Yeah. We need, we it's might need no, to get a new. No, we might need to up, one up them a little bit. No, ours is. I mean, they obviously tried to one up us, and it didn't work. I know, but I, I do love their new logo. Yeah, um, I did like to, the like the cartoony one they had. That was a good one. There was nothing yeah. wrong with the one they had though. And then uh, Hops and Bops podcast. They just recently did a Taylor Swift version. Taylor Swift episode where I have not listened to it, but they drink beer and listen. They talk about like an album, which albums like that, is that a thing anymore? But which is cool. So they talk about not just one song or one artist or whatever, but they talk about the whole album. So those are our friends. It's good to have friends. Yeah. And then there's Juan Valley's podcast, which I don't, I think has already been discontinued. So into the booth, in the booth, into the booth in the in the booth uh with Juan Valley fantasy football <laughs> yeah <laughs> with John Valier John Valier so i don't know well, if you've been watching any of last the... week you scored predictions yeah 
I did score predictions. Is there a delay from me to you? A little bit. Or am I just talking over you? I think there's a little bit of a delay. But you said last week I did score predictions. Are you you wanting to update the score predictions? Well, you know, last week you were spot on about the Browns, and I feel like this week you you didn't you didn't gas them up enough on Bourbon Notes. I know. I had no, I had no faith in them. That was a crazy game, and I like I cannot I cannot start talking about it because. This will be a six-hour podcast of <laughs> – there's probably a 700 other Browns post-game podcast that you can listen to. That is not what we are. Just know that I'm very upset and very unhappy. And the thing of like – you don't want to cheer for the Bucks. No. Dick. I'm probably cheering for the Packers at this point just because I like Aaron Rodgers. He's a likable right. dude. Fair enough. I will say, so not necessarily about the game, but about the team. The people are saying, oh, it's a great season for the Browns, right? Yeah, it was a good season, but do not be like, do not get complacent with a a second round playoff loss. That's how the Bills got to four straight Super Bowls in the 90s and lost all four of them and, and were happy with it. There's no excuse ever for losing, ever, at any level. Listen, man, this is, I ain't trying to rub you the wrong way, but you personally should be very used to this. I know I am, victories. and that's the thing. Being an Ohio State fan, <laughs> like, we can get there, but we can't punch it in. Yeah. See, that's the and thing. And that's okay. I, yeah. Like, you can take pride in winning. They won. They did – 22 years. You were barely five years old the last time they uh, got into the playoffs. I'm just a person. I will never feel elation until my team wins it all, whether it be when I have kids, if they're in fourth grade basketball, you know, going up against the, 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 tough team from across anti-participation trophy. Yes. I am very anti-participation trophy. Unless you were raising the the real trophy at the end, it was all for naught. I'm joking about the kids, of course. I I think that once you hit a certain level, like once you are Baker Mayfield, you better be winning some football games. And you do not punt when there's four minutes left in the game, you're down one score and you got one timeout. Even if it is Chad Henney on the other side. And see, you got me started. I'm going to go a Michigan quarterback. It hurt that it, it was hurt also that it was a, a Michigan quarterback. It hurt that it was also a no like a no name Michigan quarterback. Chad Henney was 0 and 4 against Ohio State. And he could have been 0 and, he would have been 0 and 12 if he would have been there for 12 years. That's how bad he was. He's been in the NFL for 13 years, career backup. He's made 35 million dollars. So, yeah, that hurt. Because also that's the thing is, hey, you know, Mahomes is out. All right, let's go. Momentum's on the Brown side. So I feel like we might need to put chapters in this for like people that don't want to don't want to hear me crying about the Browns. Like, all right, chapter two. Let's let's talk about beer. <laughs> Speaking of Midwest and Midwest loser status, now I, I uh, and you talked about Michigan. The only good thing from Michigan is Bell's Brewery. Mm-hmm. They make they some come awesome up a beer around something something new. Yes. So every year. This time of year, I drank two beers. 
I mean, I drink more than two beers, but I also drink. <laughs> there are two specific beers that I make sure that I drink. Number one is Rubis Cacao from Mad Tree. And we'll probably talk about that here in the next couple of weeks because that might be on the podcast. But number two is Bell's Hop Slam is a double IPA that is infused with honey and deliciousness. And that's like the one thing that you have to look forward to in the winter. Once the Browns are out of the playoffs for the next 12 years, they're going to be in the playoffs, probably losing the first round. <laughs> but that's the thing. So that, that beer is so good. But also Bell's is honestly one of the best craft breweries in the country. And they came out with a new beer. It's called No Yeah. And it is a the quintessential Midwestern beer. And it plays on all the perfect Midwestern things like, nope, yeah, no, yeah, but yeah. And the Detroit Free Press has the perfect article. And it starts out, uh, oh, sorry, just going to sneak this little breaking beer story past you real quick. And that's that's how I needed to start 2021. So that is very Midwestern and... I'm excited to try this one. And I love like good marketing things. Cause like the beer, it's a gold nail. Like it's a, it's probably going to be a pretty simple, basic beer. Like most of Midwest is it's a, it's probably a flyover beer. If that's a thing like flyover States. What is, um, what's that mean? It's the States that you fly over to get to the good States in between the coast. Oh, like when you're flying into bluegrass airport. Yeah. Bluegrass. Yeah. We were flying into uh, Mount Sterling international we got one <laughs> but yeah that that i thought that was pretty cool um that they are it's a called no yeah and midwestern that means yes this easy drinking gold nail is a crisp dry and clocks in at 4.5 percent alcohol by volume four point 4.5 percent is a nice nice beer but i feel like in the winter i want something a little more toasty like i need a beer that's at least six like six is a starting point What's for that winter even beers. Mean? What's toasty? Like, like warm, it warms you up inside. Like most bourbon, like that's why I've been drinking bourbon. And stay warm, yeah. Yes, yeah, stay warm. And uh, one of our good friends, uh, James Beam, they have a nice marketing. I don't know if you've seen this. They said uh, tire. Yeah. What so is here, it? before yeah. you before you tell a story, right? Okay. I feel like in the in the bourbon market they don't really compete against each other. They don't, they don't talk smack against each other that, you know, it's pretty fair, even marketing. It is what it is. Distillers, you mean? But to see Jim Beam. Yeah. Just, yeah. Bourbon's, what did I say? Just, I, I, I thought you were talking about, I'm just saying against distilleries. Okay. Just clarifying. Right. Yeah. There's no, yeah, there's no uh, bad blood. I don't think, but to see, bourbon people talk shit about beer makes me happy <laughs> and honestly i'm i'm kind of kind of right there with not not that i'm talking shit about beer but i'm like man i've had like beer has been such a huge part of my life like angie and beer and my dogs like for the past five years has been like the biggest thing and i'm like i need something new like i need a new like mistress and bourbon has been that mistress for me over the past since 37 episodes but uh yeah so the so jim beam started out with a new campaign and it's a a tv campaign which you don't really i mean you see some jim beam but uh the tv spot is called need a break from beer 
and mm-hmm. it's a uh, they're basically trying to get you to drink a Jim Beam highball, which I've been honestly had a hankering for some some bourbon and ginger ale the past week or so. I don't know if you do you drink a lot. You drink like Mountain Dew with with your bourbon sometimes, right? Usually, yeah. Like that's uh, I just drink Diet Mountain Dew all the time. And sometimes you mix bourbon in with it all the time. <laughs> sometimes I know I've legit been just maybe chasing it if you'd call it that, but like just mixing the two like that. I'll drink it neat and then maybe. Have a little Mountain Dew to go with it. A little splash with Stay it. Stay hydrated. <laughs> that is uh, Kentucky water is, is Mountain Dew. Ale 8 would be Kentucky water. Yeah. Which I might get some Ale 8. I might have to cross the border for if we do a live show this we week. We got some at that restaurant right by your house. I know. I might have to get <laughs> across the border. I, I need this stuff, the, the authentic stuff. You might have to cross the street. Yeah, we get the we get the the different stuff up here. We don't get the authentic stuff. Right. You told me to stop at the factory on my way up. <laughs> yeah, the ALA factory. Um it's literally the next town over. So you should be getting it off the off the off the truck by by the case. Drink it right out of the barrel. <laughs> do, you, do they tap the barrels and like oh this is a two year this is good. <laughs> They have tried to do like barrel aged, like flavored versions. I've seen like the chair. They've done like (laughs) caffeine free, which defeats the purpose of L8. Like his kids, everybody like, oh, I had L8. I'm I'm hyper. Obviously, that never affected me because I'm a stimulant junkie. But wait, so most ginger ale does not have caffeine, but L8 does chock full oh so i guess i never so did. they say yeah well i gotta give me some ala with uh with some jim beam next week maybe that might be the only way there i can cho- i can choke down that jim beam uh black it's a little too you, yeah, a little too oaky for me just, just fine on bourbon notes with your heaven hill <laughs> i actually hey, that-, that was one of the f- more fun bourbon notes because we just kept drinking and that was then I yeah. did a podcast last night with Abby and kept drinking. So maybe I just need to drink in public more. Just, There's a guy yes. I work with, and if he's listening to this, he'll know what I'm talking about. He's like, I would love to come on your podcast, but I don't want people to know who I am. I'm <laughs> like, that defeats the purpose of it. Have him mask his uh his identity. <laughs> he said he, he legit said, Can you blur my face out? That uh, we said, actually no, that might I be a good idea. <laughs> Oh, we should do that and do like Shout a, out to him. Yeah. Do a, uh, like a, a voice, voice changer with them too. Like on yeah. unsolved, unsolved mysteries. Have you watched <laughs> the new ones? No. On like on Netflix. Yeah. It's not the same without Robert Stack. <laughs> yeah. I don't even, who's the host of the new one. I don't know. Well, I've only watched like a couple episodes. So you're drinking Mountain Dew, but I think I'm going to crack into my beer. Diet Mountain Dew, dog. Diet Mountain you're Dew, making, sorry. You're making me feel like 
Yeah. All right. So this week, and I don't have the can because Angie stole it from me because she wanted to try some of my beer. But I'm drinking a beer from a new to me brewery called uh, Ten Bends Beer. They're in Hyde Park, Vermont, and it's a looks like it's a pretty small brewery. Um, I actually was able to pick this beer up at the Root Cellar, and this is a new brewery that's being brought to Cincinnati by Adina Distributing. So shout out to them. They do they focus on really really good craft breweries that are kind of underutilized and distributing them into the Cincinnati area, which is really cool. This is a, a an interesting beer. It's called Cream Puff War by Ten Bends Beer. Uh, is brewed with honey malt and lactose, fermented with peach puree and double dry hop to create a de- deliciously unique, smooth and balanced ale. So they wanted to make a uh, like a, a traditional milkshake IPA, which is a lot of times just way too, for me is typically way too much lactose. But this they say is uh, they veered off course to artfully merged sweet and hoppy so i'm excited about this one as you can see it is a it looks like juice uh it is um definitely can smell the like hoppiness and mixed with the sweetness which is is always great in a milkshake ipa and i don't get a lot of peach on the on the nose like smelling it but maybe a little bit with the with the second sniff there but uh i'm gonna give it go and give it a try definitely wow definitely some peach there but not like an overpowering wow in there not an overpowering peach like it's a a really good level of peach and a really well-balanced beer it is truly like that sweetness that maltiness mixed with a good level of hops like not overwhelming not overwhelming on the hops not overwhelming on the it doesn't taste like a cream puff a little bit, um, but yeah, it. I don't know it. It's creamy, but it, it's more like uh, definitely has. Let me try. Let me try it again. Give me some more more opinions. While he's while he's doing this, I I wish we had the wherewithal about us on one of the first episodes when he completely <laughs> couldn't talk after drinking a beer. I want that beer. to happen again. I need to find a beer. Yeah, I need to find find a beer like that that will leave you speechless. It probably will because I've definitely had beers even recently that like I'm good, they're sour and then it's like oh that's it just hits you like right it's like too much sour. Like some of these beers the pH is like 3.2 which is immediate acid, acid reflux lot? level. Yeah. Like you you're I'm chewing tums after drinking these beers. So but that's also because do you have a weak stomach? Sometimes, like just I think if it, if it's a like you know for those beers I think they're not necessarily meant to be for you to drink you know I think that was like a sixteen ounce can I think it's not meant to be to to dr- hold on to drink hold like on that some beers are meant to share okay that okay that that makes more when you said some beers aren't meant to drink. That kind of threw me off. Oh no! I mean, just like not the whole. Like some of them can be overwhelming. Like, for example, when we had the uh, the beer that we had um, a couple weeks ago, the um, 
Goose Island, uh, Bourbon yes. County Stout. Sorry, <laughs> I was blanking there. So I was thinking about the uh, helmet. Uh, that was good. Helmet I could have drank a full one of those. Yeah, but I mean, it'll hit you. It'll hit you hard, <laughs> pretty fast. So I drink bourbon, David. That that hits you That's just true. as hard. Like, yeah. I probably drank a, a like sixteen ounces of bourbon on bourbon notes on Wednesday night. So we so if you haven't, and I'll put it up here. I, I forgot to download it and put it into the podcast rotation. But I was drinking what I had last week on the podcast, my gift from David, the Rounds Creek. And that night, I was supposed to do the podcast, go upstairs, help Abby clean. Needless to say, that didn't happen. I was supposed to and call she Abby. Mad. Yeah, it was. She wasn't. She didn't. She went to bed too. So oh. we got up. I went to the gym, and then we we cleaned up before the babysitter got here. But she got mad at me. Let me ask you this: Do you waste a lot of food in your house? This is no. a topic we had on close enough. We waste zero food. Like even our scraps, we compost. See, you're just a. You are a great American. <laughs> Not me. I will I I will waste anything. But what happened was one night last week I got a salad for dinner. And this I, the they make a homemade dressing. Well, they forgot my dressing. So I ate some lettuce. I ate, it was a chef salad. Tossed it after I after I got what I wanted out of it, I tossed yeah. it. Yeah. The next day the day after bourbon notes, we were going to do some chicken tacos. Abby throws some chicken into the crock pot, you know, going to cook all day, shred it up at night, taco seasoning, bada bing, bada boom, tacos. Well, I took the lid off to start shredding the chicken about three hours after she <laughs> had it in there. I was getting ready to take Harlan to speech therapy the babysitter walks in. I've got the lid off. Then I start talking to her. I leave the lid off all day. And she doesn't know. Like She even put it out on Facebook. Is the chicken still good or whatnot? And I did I was see like, that. Just, just throw it away. Just throw it away. Well, you could also she, probably, if you had some chicken stock or like some, even throw some water in there, you're good. If it dried out. Yeah. yeah. See, I like my chicken dry. Yeah. You probably but did anyway, that on purpose. I didn't. <laughs> but also, I would have just thrown the chicken away. But I am quick, and that's a key difference in in our relationship. Is she is more of a save it, hoard it. You never know when you might need it. That's why when we clean out our cabinets once a year, there's stuff from 2014 in there. Yeah. So either a that she completely disregards expiration dates. Like she's like she says, just a recommendation. I'm like, no. And mentally, I can't I can't do expired stuff. Like it's not going to happen. If the eggs are expired on January 18th and it's January 20th. I'm throwing them away. I'm not eating them. Well, but so I will say, like yeah, it. that, yeah. So a, you need to get a dog or you have a, you have a, a three-year-old. That's pretty much the same thing. Feed it to him. He don't, he doesn't know the difference. He is like a puppy. <laughs> and awful. B on some things, expiration dates are, are optional. Like, for example, protein powder, like that's optional. Eggs, like you can go probably a week or two after. Milk, you go until it smells bad. Like cheese is supposed to, cheese is literally supposed to be, like it's mold. That's what. Bourbon, 
the older the better that's right but uh, i will say so uh that reminded me and and this is another thing that fired me up this week <laughs> i i immediately regretted i got i joined a facebook beer group uh-huh to you know promote my stuff promote myself uh and you know they talk about stuff and people was like oh yeah i found this like nice uh offer of like this ipa at this place that's like you know expire it says it expires in a week but um i'm gonna buy it because it's 4.99 i'm like never buy like there's beers that are good that that are aged like dark beers the heavier basically the heavier the beer the better it ages yeah ipas no ipa is like you want them semi-fresh either semi-fresh to very fresh hops break down quicker than any other component of beer and then also you've got to worry about like oxidation and stuff like that and people start telling me like oh like i never got that view like it's not a view that's science that wait 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 so (laughs) as this conversation's unfolding yeah. Are you interjecting like, no, don't, you don't want to do that? No, the person, yeah. So I said, no, so my comment was just never buy an old IPA. The person was like, it's a pale ale. Does that matter? Pale ale is literally just a lighter version of an IPA. So, so no, it does not matter. A hop forward beer is going to expire, is going to not expire, but it's, it's going to break down. <laughs> so was there some back and forth disagreements yes. here? And no, they, the they person asked stupid? me a question. No, the person, the original person asked me a question and then a third person chimed in and said, like, don't, you know, don't provoke him. He's going to give us like the history of IPAs. And man, and then I, I was like, like, I didn't see that comment before. I was like, actually, it's not a view. It's science that hops do, in fact, break down. Also, and, uh, fuck you and yes. your hipster bullshit. Click. Exactly. So, hey, put me in a group. On I both ends. Uh, on both ends, it's pro- that's like what's wrong with social media. On my end, for thinking that people are wanted the knowledge, wanted the knowledge, and on their end for being idiots. But the original poster was cool. They're like, "Oh, thanks, whatever." Yeah, and the person basically said, like, you know, that they were like, "Oh, yeah," like they're at, and the the person was like, "You don't need a mansplain what IPAs are to us." And I said, "This person literally asked me a question, and you had to interject yourself into this conversation that we were having back and forth." <laughs> so, anyway, that got me fired up, and I almost forgot about it, and then it, it got it, it it see it triggered triggered me and people that listen to this podcast they say that hey like you like i have a like not necessarily an opinion but a viewpoint on everything like i can probably talk for five minutes about anything right Mm -hmm. and that's like that's how my mind works gary i don't even know what you said but uh oh you said bourbon gets better as it ages and if it's unopened it does trigger i don't know if you open it i don't know the the prevailing science is like when oxygen hits any sort of alcohol, it breaks it down. deteriorates from the moment that oxygen hits it. But so also, I can't just put a punch bowl of bourbon out after telling me and just leave it yeah. open for as unless you want some like, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless you want right. some, but also there's on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, there's things like wild fermentation where you do want oxygen and oxidation and like you do want those like those wild cultures and that lot that wild bacteria because it makes but it literally the whole reason you want that is because it spoils the beer and it gives the beer some like funky flavors 
<laughs> you fucking beer people are just i know oh just like and and i think your initial comment was cool but it's just those people that don't well what i think or or you know what you said they said don't mansplain what an ipa is yeah, and I wasn't even doing that. I was like just basically saying so that so someone so you know how Facebook works like eight di- eight different people put in their comments and someone uh, like a fourth person had said I don't get that view. Like I've had IPAs that are better the longer they last. Like a, an aged IPA which is not a thing. Like people that age in cellar beers, you're a fucking like idiot. Me- <laughs> oh, he's fired up. It's like medium well <laughs> chicken, right? That's right, Hunter. I'm calling you out on your podcast. Oh, you and Dwayne Finley interviewing Michael Johnson. So, yeah. Also, something new this week before the intro song, David. Yeah, already did the plugs for the sponsors. Oh well, okay. So, no more sponsor reads. You guys already got what you paid for. Yeah, well, so. I Joe Rogan, you from the beginning. Also, not to get too far off topic before I break open this bourbon. But you get you got me, you got me interested here. Um, have you listened to Joe Rogan on Spotify? No. So what? It, obviously, it's video too, which automatically plays. I didn't know that. Uh, but it when he reads his sponsor ads in the beginning, you can skip them. Like oh. it's just like how yeah. he always did it. But Spotify's mm-hmm. chopped it up and says, you know, this is a sponsor. Uh, you know whatever on it whatever deer it jerky elk jerky yeah elk built so earlier we talked about a michigan brewery coming in hot i've got a michigan bourbon which i'm a little nervous about iowa you let me down <laughs> ohio you've been okay um on bourbon notes paul kid recommended one from missouri called old elk and i've seen that so i may pick that up but this week, I've got Beer Barrel Bourbon. How fitting for this program, right? Beer yeah. Barrel Bourbon from New Holland, uh, which is also a brewery, I believe. Yes, they make a well-known beer called Dragon's Milk. And I yes. believe that that bourbon is aged in new Dragon's oak milk. barrels and then mm-hmm. barrels that once held Dragon's Milk, right? Yeah, so okay. there's no specified time. So we know it's at least two years, and then it goes for three months into the Dragon's Milk barrels. Uh, New Holland also makes whiskey, gin, rum, vodka, and brandy. You ever had brandy? Not on purpose. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever had brandy. <laughs> I might have uh, had it in like a mixed drink sometime, and like you know how like people have you, like weird names for with? stuff. Uh, Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> this is on here pretty good. Oh, so here's here the pop. Ooh. What's it smell? Does it smell like dragon's dragon's breath? Dragon milk, sorry. And I've had some of the dragon's milk beers. I've had I think the original one, they have a dragon's milk white, and they have one that is aged in it's called Dragon's Milk Solera, which I think Solera is like a wine thing, right? Like it's like a it's, it's a like Toyota the bats that they oh wow yeah to- <laughs> Toyota Solera um yeah it's like a I forget they do man that smells they so bl- good like blend 
Does it smell like beer or bourbon or like what do you, what do you get? So on the nose, it's <laughs> wow. I get alcohol. Oh, okay. It's soft with if there if you know my stance on like citrus and fruity smells. It's not like open up a bag of apples, but I feel like there's some apple to it. it does say softer, more rounded flavor with notes of vanilla and smooth dark malts. Yeah, I never get vanilla. You, but you've said vanilla a couple times, I think. Yeah, but like you're just making be, that up. It has to be overwhelming, <laughs> like vanilla and caramel. No. All right, so nose is good. Like this has a lot of. Why you just smell your beer before you drink it? Trying to get the nose on that. Uh, this and it's low proof. This is eighty, right? Eighty proof. My kind of bourbon. All right, let's see what we got here. One time, salute. Oh wait, I've not been saluting very much lately. <laughs> Dude, that's good. Oh, wait. Did you change your mind? No, 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 no. <laughs> the finish, I get the beer in the finish. Like, I definitely get a... A Bud Light flavor? No, but it's <laughs> it's more of a... All right, so if you got a stronger bourbon, or, or if you got bourbon in general, you get the Kentucky Hug. That's the burn going down. I feel like the, the beer cuts that because it's not like, it's not a a big finish right it's not like one that's gonna burn like you can and also it's leaving my tongue a little smooths it out a little bit prancy a little prickly on the tongue or, or what do you think no no it's i suck at this so bad you think after all these episodes i'll be able to tell you what this it's good like this i would this is a um like a basil haydenish okay with and i don't know what the mash bill is but yeah, they're very like they don't talk a lot about the mash bill at all. It's very uh Secret. secretive. So now that now that I've tasted it, the nose is is super soft. It's in and I get those soft tones, right? Those soft notes. They could be a citrus, could be a vanilla. You don't get the char, you're not getting the oak. I would say this is if this is aged much over three years. I mean, they started in what two thousand five, so you could have. I mean, you could have probably two to three years aging. We'll, we'll talk about uh, the last drop here in a second, which is a a very aged bourbon. But dude, that's. Yeah, there's something in that finish, dude. You know how many, we, how many bottles? I mean, that's a solid. That's a solid three. That's a middle of the road. Like, but I, God, bless it, David. I wish you were here so you could <laughs> tell me what this taste is. <laughs> you know, it's you know when beer. when I drank um, Town Branch, it has a very chemically, a very weird finish. Like that aftertaste is just horrific. This is opposite, but it's just, it's, it doesn't, it's not your usual bourbon finish. Throws you off. Yeah. Like you see, I can swish it around. It's not, not spicy. You know, there's not a lot of spice. It might be that like multi, 
I don't know. You don't drink a lot of like multi beers or anything like that. Like, so it might be that multi finish that you're that you're just not used to. Um, I think uh, you uh, you probably spot on there. It's definitely like I said. It cuts it cuts that Kentucky hug right in. I would say in half. So I mean, you're not totally devout of having that reaction, but it's so quick doesn't linger you know how sometimes you drink bourbon you feel it like down in here like down middle of your chest this you don't but then you get and it take it's a delay then you get that i'm assuming it's the beer something out of the beer barrels that's just kind of coat your tongue you know kind of yeah. on your breath it gives you that lighter that especially knowing taste. that dragon's milk is a a big barrel aged stout i mean they're the 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 base one comes in at 11%. Um, you're probably getting some of that, that malty, not even necessarily yes. like the sweetness from the malt, but like the, just those like bready malt characters of like, I don't know. I, a lot of people have a, have a hard time describing that when um, like, I, I think when, when people are, are doing like Cicerone classes, that's one of the hardest flavors to pick up on. Malt uh, liquor. Yeah, malt liquor specifically. Uh, that's a yeah. is that a, a aged Colt forty five? <laughs> but so I would tell you if if you're getting into bourbon, you're gonna have a, a bourbon like this. I've had beer uh, that was bourbon barreled, right? This is the yeah. first bourbon well, sick, beer, sycamore bur- beer barrel. Was it sycamore? Yeah, very similar, except for the finish. It's like this is one that you could if you're just taste testing right you know like if you were to line out 10 bourbons here and we we were just doing a taste test you're by the second or third one your palate's gonna be completely yeah done like you're not and that might need to be a show where we do but i feel like really neat and it'd be fine yeah that might need to be a show where we set out a couple of different bourbons and we don't know what they are, but we get blind, like blind taste, taste test. See what we like, but we know what we know. So we know what the, so if we say here are the five bourbons and then we try to guess them when we drink. Yeah. But we do like a, a 10 to 20 or under $10 bottle, 10 to $20 mm-hmm. bottle, 20 to 30, 30 to 40 and 40 plus. Do you see that what's going on here? People. I've got I'm a lot of bourbon maxed out up top. <laughs> so I've got one, two, three, four. What's that? Oh, it's Cooper's. So we'd have two, to have three, someone. Four, we'd five, have to have someone help seven. us. Eight, seven bottles of bourbon with bourbon in it. One empty <laughs> that you brought here. And I think I counted 24 bottles upstairs. So maybe so that'll be our, right. maybe next time I come to Kentucky, That'll be our show. We'll do a blind taste test of five different bourbons or, that we've had on the show that we've or you've previously had, and we try to mm-hmm. figure out which ones they are. To be fair, you sampled quite a bit of what I've got. Yeah, you might not remember yeah. them, but you definitely <laughs> sampled them. If if it's if one of them is Town Branch, I will know exactly which one that is. But uh, yeah, so the so, what was the the last drop or whatever? Uh, so Buffalo Trace waited. What is it? Half a century to release this rare bourbon. 
fitty, fitty years. And to be fair, though, after 20 in the aging process, um, just like what you remember the bottle of Pape H to everybody they needed to buy for us? Yeah. They put it in a stainless steel container. So it stops the aging. But in the article, it says that it, but that doesn't mean it doesn't start the, the stainless steel doesn't let it mix and change the flavor. Um, but yeah, so it was what it was. I guess I need to pull this up. 1980. Uh, it was barreled in 1980. 1980, which when I was born and it was originally uh, George T. Stagg. Um, and now it's going to be marketed as last drop, but, uh, and they, and they talk about Buffalo trace trying to age things 35 to 50 years barrel. That that's not possible with the barrel, right? Like you will end up with nothing. Yeah. I'll be gone. And it's, some people say it's not even that good. And if you watch neat, something we've talked about several times on here, I think it was in Louisville. They're talking to a bartender and he's like, listen, once you get, past 15 like it's all the same i don't know if that's true or not but i feel like there there has there has to be diminishing returns for us yeah for us casuals but i don't know that Uh, i mean i would love to try a 25 year old bourbon so if there's any distilleries that want to abby sent me the uh this is another thing. Once you know, once this pandemic lets up, we got to hit the bourbon trail wide open. I know. A, we got to get. But I'll to... do. I'll tell you what I'll do. We do the bourbon trail together, and I will brewery hop with you for a couple of days together, just to even that it out be, to show that I'm yes. a team player. So I think I'm going to do a in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, do some maybe go to Cleveland and go to a couple of places if they're open pandemic style uh browns won't be playing i know well you don't have to worry about the browns so it'll be whole town will be dead but uh cleveland has some great breweries but yes that is i think a great idea for like for for taking you to a places that would be completely in your wheelhouse and then also a place that I think would be completely out of your wheelhouse. Like I want to see the, I want to show you the that. Two opposite ends of the spectrum. Like I want to take you to a place that does beer and bourbon and they do, you know, they do just, they do both just as well. And also to a place that does crazy sour beers that, uh, but I want, I want you to try like a barrel aged sour. I want to drink a sour beer with you just to see that reaction. I want to like, but they do get that. Yeah. They don't do a lot of like bourbon barrel aged sours. They do a lot of like wine barrel aged sours, uh, gin barrel aged sours. Um, Hey, I'm open-minded. It doesn't have to be bourbon related. I just want to know. Yeah. Like one, as you can tell tonight, I'm just, I wanted to do review bourbon for people like us that, like would you like it uh everybody has different tastes but it's like it's normal it's not i'm not you know as you can tell i can't differentiate very much on the palate even after all these bourbons fuck i don't know what's wrong with me like i'm trying you you know yeah i think you can tell like that's the thing is like i think getting to the point where you can tell a good bourbon versus a bad bourbon like that's it 
I feel like I'm spot on with the aging. Like I, I can tell a new bourbon versus an old bourbon pretty quick. Uh, I can tell, I can probably tell you the proof, like the distinguish the higher yeah. proof from the, you know, the 80 proof. I'm excited. But, yeah. I'm excited. I think maybe next week on our show, if you come up here, we might do a new riff side mm-hmm. by side, two different new riff single barrels that I have. So and they're hot proof, right? One's one twelve and one's one fifteen. So <laughs> blow, your, say blow your doors we, down. We can eat whatever we want afterwards. And we ain't gonna be able to taste it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like fireball level, right? So quick story. As I'm at Kroger getting my bourbon for the week, I'm at I also am picking up my groceries for the week. I'm in the parking lot. And and I text David as soon as this happened. There's this girl comes. The Kroger pickup for groceries is literally right in front of the liquor store portion. I'm just people watching, you know, Kroger be slow. So I'm waiting on it. I see this woman come out. She gets in her bag, pops open like two. Looks like probably has to be fireball. I'm going to say it's fireball. Chugs one. And there's a trash can right there, tosses it. Two, tosses it, gets like, you know, a 20-ounce bottle of, of Mountain Dew, cranks it open, chugs it. Some dude in a lifted pickup truck comes up. She hops in. They roll out. And I'm like, what did I just witness? I don't know. That sounds like the start to I, a I sitcom. I, yeah. That's how we're going to do that. Buddy cop movie. So first, so the thing that stuck out most to me in that, so do you go into the store and get your bourbon and then go out and wait in your car to get your groceries pick up? Not all the time. Oh, but that's, listen, that's been a big, I'm impulsive. I am, I don't like to wait. So when I get what I want on the Kroger click list, and I tell Abby it's in there. If she waits more than 12 hours, I'm sending it on and going to get it and tell her, you know. So we've decided on Thursdays, a cutoff time that at, you know, at, and I said it needed to be noon. She said 6 p.m. That once what's in there is getting bought, you know, and then we'll that's supplement smart. and get what we need afterwards. So that's what, that's what happened Thursday. I was, I was picking up from there. This is the first week we've done that because that's smart. So I I found, I don't know how you are with Angie. I found that, but when she says she wants something, I buy it. Like if something within reason, like there's a budgeting, she saw a budgeting thing on Instagram that one of the, uh, somebody that she really likes does and it has a workbook and, you know, and we, we're looking at transitioning, not into full retirement, but like we're at that stage of our life where that's on the horizon. You know, we're looking at that forever home. We're going to buy what we want, like getting it all together. And to be completely transparent, we're not, we don't have a ton of debt. Um, you know, we've rented. You've got that's mostly because 31 bottles what? of bourbon is your assets. No liabilities. A thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know, I'm I'm at that adult part of being forty where it's like it's time to figure out how things go. It's your nice double wide. And so I just I just bought the budget, you know. She's like, You didn't have to do that. I was like, But you sent it to me, said you wanted it. And she said, Yeah, but like just in general that I want, and that's the difference between her and I. She will want things 
I didn't forget not? about them. I want things and I get them. That's how I am. I just get them. You know, if I, if that's why <laughs> I suck at for people to, to buy me gifts, if I want it, I get it. I'm and the like, same I was way. sitting there thinking about, you know, if Uncle Joey comes through with a little bit more of this stimuli, stimmy, about just redoing the whole podcast. Setup. Ice cream money, as 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 he would say. So, uh, you know, talking about grocery lists, which that was definitely a topic that we had on our outline for the night. But I've found that if so, Angie and I make a list. Like we're old school. We write it on the back of a envelope and go to the store and and write it down. But I found that if I you don't write on write, the fridge as you run out of things like yes, eggs. What uh, I don't know. She's a vegetarian. Kale, cucumbers. <laughs> you know, whatever. Kale, uh, extra kale, <laughs> carrots, uh, tofu. I don't know. Like what? What she? Eat. So, but I found that if if we go to the store together and something's not on the list, no matter what it is, it could be something that we do need. And like, oh, I forgot we needed this. If it's not on the list, I get like, I get a look. But if it is on the list, no matter what it is, yeah, it's like, oh, it's on the list. So we got to go buy this. So I could write like uh, 17 snack packs. And you're like, well, <laughs> according to the list, it says we need 17 snack packs. What flavors do you want? Isn't that so arbitrary though? Like it's your list. It's your life. Like just pick what you want, but you're going by this list that one you created. Yeah. I brought, but, I brought but this as soon list as you cross that world. threshold. And as soon as you cross that threshold into the grocery store, like now the list owns you like, Hey, right. this is it. This is all we're getting. I'm the same. Yes, that is. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> So we we have the, I think have two different grocery mostly because my literal job is based on the oh, science shit. of of like knowing how they like put stuff in the grocery store to like get you to buy it. That's that's my job and and marketing and merchandising and and you know if we if we move this product over three spaces we're going to double our sales right so. Uh, this is I feel like shift. you guys just shop on the outside, isn't it? Like that's the healthy way to shop. Yeah, to shop on the outside. Well, for the most part, I mean, there's things on the inside that are good. Spices and extracts. Uh, Frank's Red Hot, if you like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but the, so yeah, Captain the, Crunch cereal. Captain Crunch. Uh, we do have to talk about. Uh, speaking of the captain, Captain Connor McGregor. Right, we 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 stray away from MMA talk as much as possible. We're coming up to the end of our show, as uh, but I do. We would be remiss if we did not mention Conor McGregor fighting this weekend at UFC, and I lost track of the numbers to whatever eight hundred and fifty-two. But at this point in your life, as an MMA fan, because I'm like, I'm super casual for like, especially UFC level. If there's someone I know that's fighting, like I've covered them in the past, or someone that I'm really interested in, like I'm a really big fan of Fighter X, then I'll watch. But at this point, does Conor McGregor get you excited as a fighter? As So the very first UFC event I covered was Dustin Poirier um, when he fought the Korean Zombie. Hell of a fight. 
And I remember the emotion that came out of Dustin Poirier after that fight, right? Like he was, he was supposed to win, you know, he was on this roll and he's crying. This is in 2012. So this is, you know, almost nine years ago. And he's super emotional. And of course I, I couldn't talk to Korean zombie at the time because his English wasn't so good. Um, but like that stuck with me forever. Like one, the respect he had, and the emotion and passion he had for winning and losing. So I am not so much excited for Conor McGregor as I am at the chance for a little redemption from Dustin, if that makes sense. Interesting. So I feel like in this fight, leading up, it's all about what is Conor doing, right? So it's – and poor Dustin is, is – I think he's ranked second at lightweight right now. Conor's ranked – I think fourth, which that's, he probably shouldn't be ranked fourth. Um, I mean, that's based on name, name value, name recognition, but both of these guys have a loss to Khabib. Mm-hmm. Um, and Connor is the money fighter. Like if you look at his history of headline, he's headlined seven UFC events. Six of them have done over a million pay-per-view buys. A, and, you know, even not even necessarily talking about the fight, do you think that this is going to do over a million? And B, do you think, because Connor said, hey, I'm I'm knocking Dustin out within 60 seconds. Right. And the, the first time they fought, he put his money where his mouth was. He did. I mean, it was a first-round TKO 146 at UFC 178, but that was 2014. I mean, I remember that like it was yesterday, not that long ago. Um so here's the here's the rub. Dustin has fought twice as much as Connor has in the in, in the time since their last fight. Uh obviously, you know, he is he has gotten bigger. I don't know if that plays but Connor's gotten bigger as well. But for Dustin, you know, he used to fight at 145 at 50 found a real groove at 155. And I think he's at the of that age in his career where like everything matters now. You know, you're looking at a guy with a decade in. Everything matters. This doesn't matter so much for Conor McGregor. He's going to make his money. He's going to go box Manny Pacquiao. He's going to endorse whatever. And he's going to be rich for the rest of his life. Dustin, for me, at like cheering for him, he's like the blue-collar guy, right? Like he's the one I feel like. One, Dustin Poirier, super approachable guy. Great dude. Like he's got his foundation. You know, could be – uh, donate like a hundred grand. Also, talking about Khabib, did you see the uh, the, the announcement. big announcement? So stupid, man. <laughs> I think that honestly, if so, I think Khabib is going to hang out there in Abu Dhabi, and if Connor wins, I think they're announcing Connor Khabib number two. For the but here's summer. like, as an MMA fan for the hardcores, Khabib's the money ticket on that fight. Yeah, Khabib, well, Khabib's the money man for the casuals, for the followers of Stephen A. Smith and all like on that are on the fringe and just see it fr- from TV. Connor's the guy, obviously. You know, like I go to the gym early in the morning, and one of the TVs there is always on ESPN, and they've been running Conor McGregor pay per view shit over and over and over and over and over and over. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> But, so I think so 
do you think, you know, and I'm more interested now in, in the storylines a lot of times in the actual fight. So Dana has said, Connor's head's back in it. He's going to fight three times this year. Would you, so, so fighting, fighting, including boxing. Okay. I'm putting it at two and a half times in the calendar year of 2021. (laughs) How you do a half time? Yeah. So if he does, no, so that, yeah, no. So that if he two, two is, is you is under three is over, right? So two and a half times. So do you think he's going to fight MMA and boxing? No. More than two times this year. No, two times. He'll take this fight. He'll make a bazillion dollars fighting Manny Pacquiao. And then like, he's had a bunch of stuff go on outside of, of the combat sports world that just gets glossed over, whether it's true, not true allegations of some misconduct, saying people girl saying they had his baby whatever it may be like <laughs> yeah. he's he's had GSP that level stuff yeah so it's whatever but and i like conor mcgregor I, I do i think he's great for the sport to bring eyeballs to it but he's and you can never count him out but i'm just really hoping that that dustin comes in and puts an end to it i will say so i think if he loses that, no he doesn't yeah. fight three times at all yeah. this year i'm exactly the same so i was gonna say i think that if he wins i think we see him versus khabib in july and then i and then pacquiao in december probably if he loses i think we see him fight manny pacquiao and then never fight again ever he wants so you remember when the dust up when the dms were leaked between him and dana and he wanted diego sanchez against uh uh connor yeah yeah connor wanted diego sanchez diego sanchez spirit his spiritual nature says he can't he can't hurt people anymore he's got one more fight on his contract this is the ultimate fighter one still kicking like bruce lee out there diego sanchez should be looking at guys like uh matt brown for his (laughs) so real quick while we're on mma and it's like we're both in the MMA world, they, they debuted on ABC yesterday. Yeah. Which I thought it was going to be at night, but it was like in the middle of the day, right? Right. Yeah. It was, it started at 3 PM, the main card. Yeah. So Max Holloway, who's been fighting the UFC since he was 20 years old, put on a clinic, like completely put on a clinic, but in the golden division, (laughs) you had Carlos Condit versus Matt Brown. Yeah. Pretty good fight. Like Carlos Condit was wrestled great. Like had some really good takedowns and stuff in that fight. And everybody retires and always has one more fight in him. But is Matt Brown like one? I don't think Carlos Condit rises to the cream of the crop again in the welterweight division. He's no. going to be the guy that can take some fights against people similar, like a Matt Brown, and be competitive. Been riddled with injuries whole career. Like we missed out on him for what four, five years. He was out. Um, so, that up, I don't know. Probably knowing our base for this podcast, I'm going to say this. Matt Brown is probably the most delusional fighter I think I've ever known. He posted, and you saw him after the fight. I mean, watching the fight as a fan, as a guy, I'm like, I hey, the Ohio guy. Like, yeah, I want him to win. That'd be cool. He lost all three rounds. Right. Of the fight. the first Brown. round. The first round was close-ish. Rounds two and three, he got mm-hmm. outclassed. And he thought that mm-hmm. he won all three rounds. And he was surprised by that. But shouldn't you? So, A, 
First of all, you can barely lose. Like scoring in MMA is like the electoral college, like the 10 point must system. If you win the round, you automatically get the points for that round. If you lose the round, you automatically don't. It's basically, hey, do you win round one? Do you because 10 8 rounds in MMA are so rare. It's the best two out of three. Yeah. Best two out of three. Right. So Matt barely lost the first round but he did even though he was on top for like three and a half minutes i think was the 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 top time barely lost that first round but carlos was super active off of his back good off of its off and matt was laying on him not doing anything round two clearly carlos condit round three like matt brown honestly was close to being finished in matt in round three and he thought that he won the round that's that's delusional and that's like you got to be like, but if Matt Brown thinks that troublesome, if he, if he thinks that he was that close and in, in that fight, I see him fighting until he can't fight anymore. I mean, until someone says, Hey, and that's it. it's, it's over. It's done. Like he has that like Mark Coleman kind of mindset and, and he trains with, with Mark exactly a lot of like, Mark Hey, Coleman's a wrestling coach. He's going to go a long time fighting. Like he's like 24 and 18 at this point. And I, I, I've always been a fan of Matt Brown. He's an Ohio guy, but he's going to fight until it's until they say basically, Hey, you can't fight anymore. And then he'll probably still fight some more on the local. Like if UFC cuts him after like probably get, he has probably one more shot in the UFC. And if the UFC cuts him, he'll right. probably try to fight on the local level. Like people are throwing out the name court. And he would be a great draw court McGee for, uh, for Matt Brown. He's which, still tough. Who in the hell knew Court McGee was still in the UFC? <laughs> but but he's still good. Yeah, and that's like, and that's maybe maybe a decent fight for Matt Brown. Like Matt is like maybe I don't even know how many waterweights. If that's a good like, fight for Court McGee. Yeah, Matt is like maybe top half of the UFC waterweights right now. Maybe and like only based on longevity right mostly based on hey mm-hmm. there's there's like probably thirty that guys that, level, have, yeah. that have one fight in the UFC and you're probably ranked ahead a lot ahead of a lot of them. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing that's always with, with, you know, I, you know, fighters have, and I can completely understand knowing, and I, I'm, I'm not a fighter, never have been a fighter, never will ever pretend to be a fighter. So people that see this, I'm sure that, that are, our fighters or whatever are going to give shit you. for it. But I that mindset I can completely understand of like, hey, this is all I've ever known. This is all I ever want to do. Like the whole Spencer Fisher article that came out this week of hey, he so would sad. still he would probably still fight if they told him he could fight today. He's like forty, hasn't fought since twenty thirteen, is is fat. Like at this point, like he's probably two hundred and thirty pounds, two hundred and forty pounds. If they said, Hey Spencer, you can you can go fight again. If someone would license him, he would probably go fight again. If if they said, "Hey, we'll give you fifty yeah. grand," here you go. Based on a money, based on pride, based on you've always got one more left in you, he would go do it in a heartbeat. And that's the thing for me that's always like the most heartbreaking in the sport of MMA. Like you see those guys that, and and luckily sometimes you see the guys that that smartly get out at the right time, the Mark Cherico's, the Brian Rogers, just being on a, on a local level, the guys that are like, Hey, like I, I got to hang it up. Um, but there's just as many of, of, if not more, I mean, those guys are the exception, not the rule to, uh, to, to what we see. So 
that's our MMA talk for tonight. Now we got to talk about a, a podcast playlist where we talk about mm-hmm. music on Spotify. Our, our expertise, beers and beards podcast. It's my fat head shirt. You like the like this guy We're right both here. wearing blue tonight. That's you in ten years. Shut up! I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a fit fifty year old. Fathead, shout out to Fathead's Brewery, Cleveland. I wore the steak for Cleveland because I don't really have that much brown stuff because they've been out. so bad for the, for my whole life that uh, I haven't really bought a lot of brown stuff. So you can't break out the Bernie Kosar jersey. No, I do have a Joe Thomas jersey. That's about it. So, so do you want to go first? Have you picked? I put my song. I did. In I did. Our yeah. Outline. I, for, I almost forgot about it, but this was the song I mentioned last week that I, I uh, was going to put on the, the playlist. Um, I don't really listen to a lot of pop music. Like I hear, like I'll hear songs. And I'm like, Oh, I've heard that song before. Right. Like mostly from commercials or whatever. Does anybody listen to like to pop radio anymore? Is that a thing? I think like top 40, like Ryan Seacrest still has a job. So probably something's something's going on there. But um, the the one person that's like been pop, like probably one of the most successful artists of the past few years, I never really got her. Billie Eilish until this uh, till her most recent song that she just came out with. It's called Therefore I Am. And it's basically about uh, not giving a shit about what people think about you and which I feel like is kind of her thing. But it's got like some hip hop beats. It's definitely different than it's like a little funky, a little hip hoppy. It's it's different, and I like it. So I'm putting that on the playlist. Billie Eilish, therefore I am. There you go. And I saw what yours was, so I don't know if I can even. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, and this is what spurred this. Somebody today posted about Nickelback, and, and it was showed you. that there it wasn't me. But that their plays on Spotify, like this, everybody just dismisses Nickelback. It's it's fun to hate on Nickelback, but they got billions of plays. Just just search Nickelback in Spotify, Dave, and tell me their top five songs. How many plays they've each got? So number one is "How You Remind Me," which is that's that's probably their best song. Four hundred million, "Far Away," one hundred seventy-seven million, "Rockstar," two hundred seventy-three million. So there's Burn half a billion. The, there's three quarters of a billion. Burn it to the ground, which I don't even I don't even know if I've ever heard that song. 189 million, and then yes, you, it, used, it used to be before uh, college football. They used burn it to the ground on ABC. Oh yeah, okay, all right, that's enough of that. Yeah, okay. But the best, Nickelback, something in your mouth. <laughs> and that's that's. I just want you to listen to that. I want you when you if you exercise tomorrow, throw on some Nickelback. That's that's what I do every it. day. So I listen to uh, I listen to a lot of Foo Fighters when I work out. And I did a Foo Fighters uh, Foo Fighters radio or Foo Fighters playlist or whatever, and Nickelback came on there. Right. And I was like, I got I got pretty pumped up. So that's how I got that. <laughs> so well, that's close how I got these biceps. <laughs> uh, close enough this week our intro was a nick was a uh, foo fighter song i can't remember what it is it was uh make it right it's a good song yes 
they have some new stuff and i feel like dave girl probably was in quarantine for a little too long it's just okay it's yeah it's not bad i listened to it's popped up on my to do to listen to so So if you've made it this far yeah give us a like oh oh we got this delay i forget you take you you close out the show david i just want to say i love everybody thanks for listening give your salute (laughs) if you made it this far we thank you we love you except for juan uh and give us a like on social media beers beards podcast on instagram beers beards pod on twitter beers and beers beards podcast on facebook give gary a follow on instagram gw underscore thomas i'm mma mckinney on every social media outlet and mmamckinney.com if you want to see all of the beers and bourbons that we have tried on the show thus far through 37 episodes i think that's where we're at right so mm-hmm. we're coming up on 40 and then we'll be and then 50 50 is a new 40 i heard 40 is a new 30 that's how, that's how numbers 40. work david 30 is the new 20 20 is the new 10 10 is the new zero so you got to go all the way down <laughs> if, you're, if you're going to commit you got to commit <laughs> so we will be back next week with another episode of beers and beards love you bourbon notes sometime this week yes that too.